Welcome to the Reemerge as the Authentic You podcast with Kathleen T. Lindsay. It's a time to agree with God on who He says you really are. Join us each week on all your favorite streaming platforms as Kathleen partners with God to re-image what you never imagined and re-emerge as the authentic you. Let's listen in now. Welcome to the Re-Emerge as the Authentic You podcast. I'm Kathleen T. Lindsay, and I just want you to know how much I appreciate you joining in today to learn more about the Re-Emerge broadcast and podcast. I just wanted to direct your attention for those first time uh, listeners. If you would just uh, go to your favorite streaming platform and just go to my first episode where I share more about who Kathleen T. Lindsay is. And that's what this is all about. It's all about being the authentic you, the way God created you. And we only know that if we're going to partner with God, if we're going to agree with God, if we're going to come together with who God says we are, that's how we re-emerge as the authentic you. And so I just wanted to invite you to come and share this broadcast with others. Uh, And then I am also excited because I have someone very special with me today. Everybody is just so special to God. But then there are some that God has placed in our individual lives for his purposes. And I'm, I'm just excited to share who this young lady is. And she, she's going to get me because I'm probably going to take the abbreviated route, but she has such a beautiful, special first name. And uh, we we always tend to say it incorrectly. But in honor of her, uh, she's one of my spiritual daughters from our church and our ministry. She's been a part of our ministry for quite a few years. And it's just exciting to welcome on Halita. Yeah, you did it. Dawkins. <laughs> Yay, I did it. Welcome to my podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. And well, you said good. it well. Like, that was great. <laughs> yes, indeed. It's a pleasure to have you today. Um, And I just wanted to let you know that I appreciate your time. I appreciate you coming on and blessing me with just a little conversation. You know, you've been with us quite a while. The Lord brought you into our lives. I don't know how many years ago, Angel. Y'all, please forgive me. I call her Angel. And she's okay with that, right? Yes. yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's so much easier. But Angel is a special uh, young lady to us. And so um, she is an angel in so many ways. So tell us how long we've known each other and help our audience kind of put context to our conversation. Yeah, um, I feel like I'm starting to lose track because it feels like it's been so, so long. Oh, wow. Um, well, I don't feel like I'm old enough to know anybody this long. Wow. But, um, I started coming to the church back in, it was my senior year in college. So it was the 08, 09 school year. I think I actually started coming at the end of 08. So the fall 
fall semester there um, and came for a while and until I graduated, so I, since I graduated in um, 09 in May of 2009 and then was home for a little bit mm-hmm. after graduation. And where's and home? Home in Charlotte, Charlotte, okay. North Carolina. Okay. So I was there for a little bit and then the Lord brought me back up here. I believe it was November Okay. Of 2009, and so I've, I've been with y'all ever since. I know oh, it took good. me a minute to like join, but oh, I was that's like, That's okay, that's okay. Um, that, that's a great segue into our conversation because uh, we've been talking over the different episodes, we were talking to people about their story and how uh, there were inhibitors, there were blockages, there were reasons that you really may not have recognize mm-hmm. who the authentic Angelita was. That's two, two times straight. Yes. And, and, and who she is and who God created her to be. Uh, could you, could you tell us some of those things that, you know, because even in the fact that you said what you said, that it took you a minute to join, there had to be some reasons. If you felt at home, you felt loved, you felt mm. appreciated, but yet and still there were some inhibitors there. It was like, wait a minute. Talk to us a little bit about what you believe those inhibitors were that caused you to potentially not join as swiftly as you maybe mm. could have, as well as maybe that was wrapped up in misidentification or not mm-hmm. really, really being the beautiful, authentic Ahalita. <laughs> Three times. Three times straight. <laughs> That's a record. Um, so honestly, at the beginning, I, I realized that I was really putting it on. And I think this was true, like initially, that I didn't know where I was going to end up after graduation. So I didn't know where I was going to be for grad school or any of that. So I know that that was um, a piece of it. But once I got back in November of of 2009, I think that it was more of honestly fear that, you know, this is a good thing. This is nice. It's different because I'm not used to this many people just like rallying around me and like what can I do for you and I'm sitting here still kind of feeling like what's the catch like come what, on let's what talk do you about want it. from me yeah um, and not just we want to love you and support you because you're you um and so I think it was partially me waiting for something to blow up and something to go wrong for me to leave because I think I've had a lot of instances where I've really cared about people and started to get close to people. And then for whatever reason, there was a separation Mm -hmm. and that was huge. And like it created a lot of trauma for me too, that I don't think in the, like I, I wouldn't have known this two years ago. I think now being able to really look at it and put some of the pieces together of the puzzle, you know, it it makes a lot more sense. And I think even with like our story, our relationship and how we have gone through kind of these ebbs and flows of like, I really want to be close. I think she wants to be close, but then she (laughs) kind of like pulls away or like, you know, and, and I think all of that wraps up in the same thing of just like, not knowing who I was to know how to accept me. So like, how can other people accept me, even though like they were trying to and wanting to. Okay. 
that's that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. a lot to unpack. So let's begin. Let's begin unpacking that. What what were some of the variables to why you felt that way? And as we delved into other conversations on this podcast, we started to see that there are always aspects that create blockages. There's always something that uh, is not true mm-hmm. that we embrace and that we take that to be truth from God, from our peers, from our family. So tell us a little bit more about when you dissect that thing and the journey that you've been on that I personally have privy to a little bit of information, but what is it that you would like to share that that created that wrong image because this is what we're talking about we're Mm -hmm. talking about re-imaging because it's not of God for us to be in the image of anything anyone but him so talk to us angel yeah so I'm gonna take the easy way out you can take the easy way out there we go (laughs) I will say um family circumstances was one that I wasn't fully connecting of like how much of an impact it had on me. So like growing up, I had some challenges in my relationship with my mom um, and God is beautiful and wonderful. So like, it's really cool to see how our relationship has transformed over the years. And then my dad was in the military. So he's in, he was in Marine Corps. And so just kind of thinking about sort of how I grew up, I grew up really independent, like knowing how to, take care of myself. And that was one of the things that my dad, especially, but my parents wanted for me as being the youngest child out of two, the only girl, like my dad was like, my daughter is going to know how to take care of herself, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, And so as I continued to grow and learn, like I got really used to doing things on my own mm-hmm. and that more so was morphing into an identity for me with like at times when I felt like I needed people and people weren't there. It's like, I'll, I'll figure it out. I got to do it myself, you know? And so I, I know a lot of that was wrapped up in different things from childhood, but it continued to grow with me. Mm-hmm. And then I had so many things, so many interactions and relationships with folks that actually, and I can't, the word I want to use is reinforce that when really it didn't. That's what I actually was choosing to see mm-hmm. of like, oh, well, this is see, this is another is more proof or more evidence that like I've got to do it by myself. And so even coming into the ministry, like it was I wasn't used to that much love all at once by so many people. (laughs) And so it was like, and it's so funny because at that time too, I was like, I'm not a hugger like that. So everybody wanted to hug. And I'm like, why are y'all touching me? (laughs) Come on, (laughs) let's just be real. But But it was coming from the same place of like, I've got to handle me because nobody else will. Mm -hmm. And not understanding that. I don't have to and mm-hmm. I can really like trust other people. So like my my trust was all warped. Okay. So so that's that's good 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 stuff there. That's uh that's really kind of getting into the meat of the why. The why mm-hmm. did um Angel believe that I've got to take care of myself and and you have to 
I assume and take from that and just from my own personal relationship with you as well as with God to know that that created additional issues Mm -hmm. because um, you were and we all have we shaped our beliefs around uh, some other things that our maybe our parents had dealt with. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, as I have shared on my uh, previous podcast, my uh, abandonment issues and the orphan heart, mm-hmm. we've, we've dealt with that and rejection. And so it shapes how you relate to people in general and especially how you relate to God. Mm-hmm. Because even if we don't admit it, we can just say on the surface that it looks like it's just um, how I'm relating to people here on earth. But in reality, how we are relating to people here on earth is indicative of what we're believing about what daddy God is saying. Absolutely. So that's real good. And And so I think about um, some of the things that would cause us to not really be able to see ourselves Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. authentically. Right. If it is skewed by trauma and you mentioned, you know, some challenges and, and this is not to bash anyone's family. We all have come short. We all have family history. Mm -hmm. And so that's the beautiful part about um, this podcast is to re-emerge as the authentic you. It doesn't mean that you weren't already authentic. It's Mm -hmm. just, you didn't know it (laughs) and you didn't appreciate it. And you didn't, you know, all of us, we didn't respect the fact that God is the creator. He is the one who uh, created us in his image. Mm -hmm. So that's why the Lord gave me the re-emergence, not just, you know, that we got to learn how to be authentic. We just got to just re-image those things, you know? And so can you think of uh, how that relates to your story? You had to start thinking differently, right? I did. Your your mom, your dad, all of your relationships in order to be able to receive. I did. And, And the thing is, like, my relationships with folks were performance based. Mm, So like I really struggled with perfectionism and like I had to do everything right. I had to do it well or else or or else, you know. And so even as as it comes to my relationship with God, like that was my view of God of like, yes, he is the Lord of all, the creator of everything. And, you know, if I do this right, then he'll love me. If I do this right, then he'll bless me, you know. And so I think, too. It, it, as it as it as I continue to peel back the layers of things, I really realized that my perspective of things was so conditional on what what I was capable of doing. And so, mm. if I didn't feel like I was going to be able to do it perfectly, I wouldn't start. I wouldn't ask. I wouldn't try. Like anything that I felt completely incapable of doing 100% top notch perfect Mm -hmm. I strayed away from and so a lot of times I realized that that is also one of the things that was a barrier in like you know like horizontal relationships Mm -hmm. with people is like you know if if I can if if I'm not going to be able to commit to being there for you all the time if you call me or you text me like and like and I would beat myself up so badly about it so that whole concept of like sinning and asking for forgiveness and like changing 
that was so hard for me because it's like, yes, I messed up. Yes, I came to God. And I was, you know, godly sorrowful and wanting to change and trying to change. But I didn't I, I from that point on, it's like it's too late. There's nothing you can do to change that. Like it's tainted. It's it's damaged. It's ruined. Wow. And so I felt like most of most. And, and so I, I always say I got saved when I was 12, I got saved young and I found Jesus in college, Wow! <laughs> you know, when it was me having to do it for myself. And I'll say even then, you know, it was it was hard because it was still performance based. It was mm-hmm. still like, well, you know, I, I, and I've worked with folks who have really struggled with perfectionism. And it's kind of like if I mess up at the beginning of my day, then the rest of the day is pretty much thrown away. And that's how I felt a lot of times mm-hmm. in my relationship with God. Like I'm going to do better the next day. And then and see, I mess up and yes, I throw it all away. Yes. And that's not grace. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not supposed to frustrate his grace and continue to sin that grace may abound according to the word of the Lord. We're supposed to you know um have our hearts postured so that he can bring about the wholeness and Mm -hmm. he brings about the healing he brings about those changes and transformation but if your identity is rooted in the person that must perform then that's a cycle Mm -hmm. that becomes a cycle that you can't even without God's power, you can't break that cycle yourself. You have to get someone, first of all, through the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit partnering with other leaders and people who can help you to reveal, Mm -hmm. you know, the revelation and revealing of who you really are authentically is, is, is where it's at. Mm -hmm. If you don't understand who that person's supposed to look like, then you're going to continue to do the same performing, uh, the same actions when someone loves you or someone treats you with disrespect. You're going to be, you know, well, you know, I don't deserve any better. And that is so sad, you know, and as a minister, you're a minister with us as Mm -hmm. well. Um, You have prophetic gifts and you, you know, you want to help others, but, you and I and our ministry, we went through some things where we Mm -hmm. had to, as a family, we had to walk through some things individually, but also as a family in the family of God to say, wait a minute, this is not who we are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is not who I am. I am Kathleen. I'm Said <laughs> you said better than anybody. Angelita. You're Angelita. So Angelita is loved. Angelita appreciates who God is in her life. And she doesn't have to perform. She doesn't mm-hmm. have to, you know, I heard something recently where um a minister had said that, you know, in in the wisdom of God, as we seek God's wisdom, he's not looking for fault. He Mm -hmm. knows all of that. He's looking to build you up so that he can love on you even the more so you can receive his wisdom Mm -hmm. so that any mistakes that we make, we don't feel condemned. We're not supposed to feel condemned. We say, Lord, I didn't get that right. I thank you for your grace. I thank you. I appreciate that you love me anyway, which leads me 
to think about myself in my story, you know, a, a conditional love. Oh my gosh. That it's is beautiful. So, the conditional love, the unconditional, the unconditional love, love is, beautiful. is beautiful. And that is so often what I found as I started on this journey of discovering the truth and who I am, I learned that I wasn't that unloved child. I was not thrown away. Mm -hmm. There were circumstances, there were decisions that had to be made. And you have to be able to look at the big picture. You have to be able to see all things working together for your good mm -hmm. because you are in Christ. Now, if you're still kind of out there on the outskirts of, of, of being a Christian and you kind of like you're still riding on someone else, grandmama now, yeah, <laughs> coattails, yeah. if you're still doing that, then, you know, it's going to be very, very complex and I would even say almost impossible for you to really become your authentic self mm -hmm. because you're still going to embrace what the enemy is telling you versus the truth. Mm -hmm. And I think about also your father being in the military and, you know, he just really, really had. And that's, I don't know your father like that. We met on a couple of times, but just to know the rigidity, just, just that, you know, you're going to do it this way. It's, it's no, you know, it's no in between. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You do it the way you're supposed to do it and there's no room for error. So that helped build your identity. Absolutely. That helped create the person that it's like, wait a minute, it's all about me, myself, and I not, you don't think that you're being selfish, but in a way you're being selfish because you're not allowing God's creation to be what mm -hmm. you present to people. And so can you talk to us a little bit about that? Because I'm sure you've experienced some things. I've experienced some things where because we weren't operating as authentic, our authentic selves, what we are perceived at is also mm -hmm. not authentic. Mm -hmm. It's not real. Mm -hmm. And guess what happens? The enemy loves it. It's a field day for the enemy to see a person in Christ that does not understand who they are in Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I was totally being selfish. <laughs> I, can, I can say <laughs> that now, you know. Um, it, of course, in the moment, I didn't realize that that's what that was. But I, I also think that's that part of the reason that it took so long for the cycles to be broken was because I was holding on to this idea of like, if you really got to know me, you wouldn't want me anyway. So like, let's mm. not even play games and like, let it be wherever it is, you know? And so that prevented people, you others in the ministry DL from like really getting close in to be able to help break some of those cycles. But mm -hmm. the other piece of that too was like, it seemed like humility that's what it was often perceived as wow. and it was victim spirit like it was Come me on. being like woe is me don't you see what happened do you know what they did and like this is always going to be the same thing and this is why I can't trust people and and all of that and 
yes, things happened and mm-hmm. that, you know, I didn't have any control. control on. Yeah, I didn't have any control of it. And I had the decision of whether I was going to stay in that or whether I was going to move from that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I partnered with the enemy to like let that drive my life and let that really run my interactions with folks, really run my relationship with God. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't have this. And so what people saw was someone who was quiet, someone who was like, really humble, really modest, really just like I was loving. I think that was probably the most authentic thing that people saw, Mm -hmm. but everything else. And it's not to say that I was prideful, but I mean, at the same time to think that my sins and everything that I've experienced was bigger than God. I mean, that's not humility. God, Mm -hmm. like that is still me saying I'm more special than what you are capable of mm, like forgiving and good. healing, you know? So to, to really think about what was being presented definitely was not the, not the authentic me. The most authentic thing that people saw was my attempt to love. And I, I have to say my attempt because I didn't even know how to receive God's love, let alone know how to love myself at that time, but was really trying to like, I had a a hunger and a desire to love other people and help other people. Mm, And, and so that was real. That was always real. Mm -hmm. But in order for that to really shine through, you know, I had to break agreement with all these other things. And one more interesting thing that I don't know if I've ever told you this, or I may have, but um, I didn't used to like my name when I was oh, younger. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. No, I did not know that. I didn't like it because I'm like, people can't say it. It's so long. Like, <laughs> my, my parents don't even call me by my full name. They call me Angel, which is fine. You know, it means little angel. But the thing that also started to shape me was I identified with the little part of my name and really like I was I always felt small I always shrank like I didn't feel like I'm big and I can do anything so like I definitely didn't feel big in the spirit Mm -hmm. and really having to come to a place where like I divorced my relationship with that littleness in my name because what it really is angel is a messenger of God I am just a a replication of the original so like little is usually like okay you got the big one you got the original and then you kind of have the smaller version that is is just a replica Mm -hmm. and so really coming into really accepting that nope I'm the the Lord has just identified me as one of his messengers and I'm not I'm not small you know and you also over time through the process, accepted that your name was just part of your identity mm-hmm. as God's beloved daughter. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, it's 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 so amazing to see um, as you've been transformed, as you've walked through the process. And can you tell us a little bit about that and what took place in your life that made you really finally get it Mm -hmm. that you are the amazing um let's say angel this time (laughs) (laughs) any mini mighty mo we're gonna choose angel because not because as you said they mean the same thing and there's a lot that god um 
has packed into our names and mm-hmm. uh, there's more revelation there. I'm sure as you mature and you get older that you'll start to realize I didn't know until, you know, later years that Kathleen means purity. Mm-hmm. So all these years where again, similarly uh, performing and wanting people to appreciate me Kathy, Mm -hmm, mm uh, for, for all that I'm doing, I'm working so hard for the Lord and I I love the Lord and I'm doing this and that and the other, but in the reality of it, who am I, who is Kathleen and Kathleen may have, uh, divine assignments as -hmm. a prophet. I may, I may do, um, certain works in the spirit realm, uh, to prophesy and to, you know, dream dreams, to have visions Mm -hmm. of where God is taking us as a community. But that, that's irrelevant. Really, when you get down where the rubber meets the road, if Kathleen doesn't understand that I'm a child of God and he loves me despite myself, he loves me in it, it just because he is that great and he mm-hmm. is love. And so as we begin to unpack that further, we have to think about what type of things catapulted you into discovery mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the truth and that what you had been told or how you had been performing mm-hmm. those things did not create the image or the persona or the identity of the authentic angel. What happened? Oh, that's a loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell us, tell us in a short version, what, what types of things, uh, open those doors of opportunity for you to really come into your own and come into and reemerge as the authentic you. So I think one thing that really started me to realizing that, okay, something's got to change. So I'm a mental health counselor, right? Okay. And our process for towards licensure is that you have to pass an exam before you're even provisionally licensed. And I kept failing my exam. Mm. And that was that was hard for me because, remind you, performance, right? So I always excelled at academics. And the first time I took it, I missed it by one point. I was crushed. Like, I was devastated. So going through the process of, like, preparing and re-preparing and re-preparing to take the exam, I think that's when I started to realize, okay, Something is not clicking and it's not this test. Like there's something with me that I need to shift because the Lord is trying to show me something. I think that's the thing that kicked it off. Now, I still it was kind of like, you know, kind of going back to the drawing board because it took me a couple times to pass the exam. But that I think is what really kind of initially opened the door. And then I did um, Restoring the Foundations, RTF. And I think that gave me a lot more insight into who I was. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was a matter of me connecting to it. And I did. I connected to some pieces of it, Mm -hmm. uh, of, of my identity and like, held on really strong to some of those pieces and then you know life keeps going so things Mm -hmm. keep happening Mm -hmm. and the enemy wants to steal it all so there were other things 
that I was starting to realize even through that process of like, there are other things that I don't know. Cause it wasn't like a, an end all be all mm-hmm. to the healing deliverance restoration process. But I think that was really a, a, a start to like starting to see this is not who you are who you've been is not who you are and pointing me in the direction of this is who God called you to be and who God says that you are amen and so it's really started to like well it has clicked Mm -hmm. for me and I can honestly say 2020 is where I really stepped into who I am and like awesome you and Dia will always say just be who you are and I'm like I don't really know what that means <laughs> and now I'm like cool I got it you know right right so so it is we prepare to close I think uh just to summarize I believe what you're saying is it really takes an eye-opening experience with God mm-hmm. in the area of healing in the area of just um our hearts because if if our hearts are still broken and our soul is still fragmented there's no way we can understand who God says well we can read scripture I know people who can quote any scripture from from alpha to omega <laughs> beginning to the end of the of the 66 books and they still don't get it mm-hmm. they still see themselves not in the revelation of what God says but just in their life experiences. So I want to honor you for taking this journey with us and sharing your journey with our audience today. And you are doing an amazing job being the amazing Angelita. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And we thank God for uh, blessing you as you move forward uh, to complete that PhD yes. in 2021, uh, we just bless God for your tenacity. What you didn't share, and I'm going to just kind of bring that home for you is mm-hmm. before I close, what she didn't share uh, is that what God was speaking to her, I probably, <laughs> I probably, I probably should let her share, but what she was really supposed to get out of that was that she needed the body absolutely she needed the body because what happened was uh, my husband D. Gerard Lindsay her spiritual father he spoke up and he said what do you need to succeed and because she was submitted to that and she humbled herself and she let go of that. I can do it on my own mm-hmm. attitude. As soon as she allowed some of the other brothers and sisters from the ministry and her professional arena to come help just talk her through, do uh, practice, practice drills, practice drills all that sort of thing. She passed the test as soon as she... So that's posture, that's heart posture, that you were willing to receive the support and all the things that the enemy told you 10, 11 years ago when Mm -hmm. you walked through the doors that you were not supposed to be loved and appreciated or even supported in your own words. So thank you again for sharing. Thank you for your heart posture, uh, being ready to receive all that God has for you. And again, to my amazing audience, thank you for joining us today. I'd like you to 
uh, just really, really check out all of the wonderful things that God is doing in Kathleen T. Lindsay Ministries. You may find my, I have a couple of websites, but my main website is the Authentic You dot rocks. I also have Kathleen T. Lindsay ministries.com and we are going to be launching some great new programs this year. I'm going to be doing some coaching, uh, for prophetic leaders. Those of you, you may not be a prophet, but you have a heart, a passion, a gift for prophesying to edify, exhort and comfort others. So please go to my website and I have other broadcast, YouTube channel. I have Facebook lives all the time. And I just want you to join me on any and all of these platforms. So join me again soon next week. Please go to my, all your favorite, all your favorite, not just my favorite. I'm not a, uh, look, I'm not going to give a plug for you Apple folks, but it's on there too. It's on Apple Podcasts. Oh, droid, droid, droid. So (laughs) those of you, whatever your favorite uh, audio live streaming platforms, your favorite, just go there and you'll be able to find re-emerge as the authentic you and be able to partner with God to re-image what you never imagined and re-emerge as the authentic you. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening in today. Please like, follow, and subscribe to Kathleen T. Lindsay Ministries online on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. And be sure to join Kathleen here each week as she partners with God to help you embrace who He says you are and re-emerge as the authentic you.